Today at Kindergarten, we have an absolutely smashing episode. Today, the Welsh are coming, and our guest is Jack Stenny. Jack is a 12-year-old musician and YouTuber known as Jack's Weekly Music Reviews. He currently has 11.7k subscribers and went viral for commenting on a Sophie video. It then led him to interviewing Charlie, XCX, and more. Today is a very musical episode because we have Jack review six popular horror movie theme songs, and he's currently on holiday in Cornwall, but is from Wales. So it was funny when I asked him if that was kind of far, and he said, "Well, not really, but it's the damn English Channel that makes you go around." <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and I love how we're so stereotypical on how much we love his accent. I know it's like it's like fascinating when you hear someone like with a different accent. I don't know, and it's like so like. <laughs> I really like how open he was and how, you know, he was just himself, which I feel shows like a really good character of people that can、um, look up to him. You know, because he's like a very nice and sweet person, and he is twelve, which is very insane because. He talks like he's a grown up, but it's kind of like in a very still his age kind of manner, and I still struggle with that sometimes. You're trying to talk to people. Yeah, I I hope like you guys check out his YouTube channel. He's like a really nice person. We had like this amazing conversation with him. So let's move on with the new episode. Entered Kindergeist, a horror podcast for kids and ghouls. <laughs> so you just started comprehensive school, so it's like a high school for here in the U.S., right? I'm not that exposed to the U.S. school system, but I would probably say it's more like middle school, I guess, because that's where the ages match. So, yeah, it's kind of the same. Can you tell us how you started your YouTube channel? You know, in lockdown, I was bored and things to do, so I picked up、um, a passion in music, and I were and obviously when you listen to music, you gain opinions on that music, and I needed to share it somehow. So I took to the internet and I started my YouTube channel, and the rest is history. And that's really cool. Well, do you play any instruments? No. Really. Have you ever want, had interest in playing any instruments at all? I have had little bits of interest in playing the piano, especially with music class that we play keyboards quite frequently. But apart from that, not really. And I did own a ukulele for quite a while.、I、still do it. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I've tried it before, but I kind of stopped. And I also tried to play the piano, but I also stopped. So yeah. So do you know, like, how did your account, your YouTube, go viral? Um, Xanthi said it quite well in how you know it, it started on a Sophie comment. I didn't realize it at the time, and then that gained like six hundred odd views on my first two videos, and then it just got bigger and bigger. First, with、um, me doing a review of Charlie's scrapped album XEX World. If you hear dog bark, sorry, that's just、um, my cousin's dog. So, and that got quite viral. That's got like eighteen thousand views right now, I think. And、uh, then 
I did my Which One Is Better Pop to or Charlie video. And then Charlie mentioned that and then commented on one of my community posts saying, yeah, I'd love to do an interview and all that. And then the interview was arranged. Can you go into like a little detail about uh, your interview with Charlie XEX? Well, I was absolutely flabbergasted. (laughs) (laughs) I love that word. I mean, I was never expecting that to happen. And I think me and Charlie really had sort of like a sort of like a bond and, you know, we laughed together and stuff. And it was a really good time, I think. That's really cool. So do you have anyone else in mind that you would like to interview in the future at all? Um, and no one in particular. There's a few that I'd have like a little bit of an interest into, but I think the Charlie XEX interview was a bit more of a one-off than like my, say my reviews because, um, she is my favorite artist and she helped me brand out into the half of what my music taste is today. So, wow. That's really cool to hear. Okay, so well, what music genre do you really enjoy mostly? Mainly pop and electronic, but I have listened to a bit of rock. That's mainly from my dad. Uh, and I have gotten a lot of influence from uh, Mike the Snare's Deep Discog Dive. Like, even if I have no interest in that genre before, I will usually check out an artist if he's done like a video on it and said, yeah, this artist's good. Like he helped me get into David Bowie, um, Pink Floyd. And also he helped me get into what uh, the artist that I'm listening to right now, Kanye West. (gasps) Yes, Kanye's so good, especially his old albums. Do you have any songs that you recommend right now that you really enjoy? I mean, Bound 2 is a really good one. Monster is another good one. Pretty much everything on 808s and Heartbreaks. And, you know, check out like a couple songs on his first three albums because they all tend to give off like the same sort of energy, like solely and electronic. So lucky draw. I love that you listen to or that you've gotten into Kanye. <laughs> Let's get into like the horror stuff now. So do you watch any horror films at all? No, not really. Um, I guess sort of like the age barrier, I think, sort of has stopped me from watching a lot of horror. And also I just wasn't really that interested in horror growing up. So, you know, didn't really want to and didn't really get the chance to. Yeah, everyone has their different likings. Have you, like, watched the scary movie before in general? I know I have watched, like, a couple Goosebumps films. um, Mm. And I did watch a Ghostbusters film in the background, but I haven't really watched uh, any horror films. But actually, more my main exposure to horror is the game Dead by Daylight because, like, everybody in my family plays it. Well, not everybody, but, you know, quite a few. Yeah, they have um, so many, like, iconic horror movie characters that you can play in that. Yeah, so when, uh, you know, the Michael Myers theme came on, I was just like, ooh, I've heard this before. Wait, so in the UK, is there any, like, spooky or any spooky holidays or anything spooky that would appear or any spooky stories that you've heard of? Anything? Um... Not really. Okay, that's completely fine. 
we're gonna like lead into um hearing your thoughts about the six horror themes and to our listeners we'll share the spotify playlist link on the description but we can't play them due to copyright so i'm really sorry about that (laughs) yeah and it was so hard to choose six because there are so many good horror movie themes um i think you selected six like of a really good selection oh great thank you (laughs) but um before we dive into the actual uh songs like i'm interested in hearing like what are the elements of a good music review people do it differently but i like to go through it track by track so i don't like swap through so review like fifth and then second and then 13th I like to go one, two, three, four, five, six, and so on. Yeah, and also start with like an intro and maybe give it a rating. Depends what you what you want to do, but I'm quite a bit of an amateur, I'd still say. I feel like you're a pro. Like yeah, uh, listening exactly. to you have the whole thing. Listening to your your videos and everything, it's very uh detailed and you even go into the history of a lot of the artists. And the thing is, is I barely ever watch any of my videos because I can't stand to hear the sound of my own voice. No, same. Oh, my gosh. We're like twins. I can't. Okay. Because I, me and my aunt, like Xanthi, we had a music, I mean, a music, what? A YouTube channel, right? And I cannot, even like listening to my own podcast, I cannot listen to my own voice either. So I completely understand. I, completely I mean, my understand. new videos are a bit better, but my old videos... <laughs> you just kind of like, no, thank you. <laughs> it's so hard to look back on like your earlier work. I, I do that all the time where I'm like, oh, man, I've like grown so much when you do get the confidence to look back. The audio quality and the video quality was the worst because <laughs> I was recording on my laptop connected to my monitor and the camera and the volume on that was absolute what's the word I can think of for it um poop (laughs) (laughs) well I have written like a script for it like one video I think it was and it was the I care because you do review Aphex Twin that's why I was looking down at like a pad of paper like loads okay um since you mentioned aphex twin i feel like their music is kind of scary yeah some songs are quite scary like ventolin and come on you naughty words yeah they're and 24 and two and four but some of them are actually quite relaxing and calming and some are just absolute chaotic but not scary like window liquor although i mean come to daddy is absolute terrifying especially (laughs) that music video what is that (laughs) oh yeah do you also watch the music videos of artists because i'm thinking of like Billie eilish has a lot of horror uh obviously i have reviewed happier than ever on my channel and i'm definitely more of like a happier than ever fan than uh when we all fall asleep where do we go fan so i haven't really watched the many of the things from there but happier than ever i have watched how do you feel about that song i think that song is actually quite good uh i think there are better songs i will say that um but it's it's quite a good song and i like how it uh transitions really well no shade to a song that we're going to talk about later 
All right. We're going to dive into the horror theme songs. The very first one is Goosebumps, the theme song, which was composed by Jack Lenz, um, obviously from the 90s Goosebumps TV show. And uh, R.L. Stein said he was so happy to get a theme. And in February of this year, they actually released the Goosebumps television soundtrack, which was released with a brand new Goosebumps rap song. So I really like this song. I mean, it's not very spooky sounding, not that much, but I like it because I like what, especially when horror film scores sort of move into uh, almost sort of like funky and soul and rock territories, you know, makes you dance a little bit, you know. (laughs) I like that dance. What did you think about the dog barking in there when they put those elements in? I thought it was interesting but i didn't really notice that much because i was paying attention to like the bass and the groove and <laughs> we could see you do uh hitting the dance floor with the goosebumps theme song i wasn't actually hitting the dance floor i was laying in bed but uh... <laughs> nice oh but you did say you watched goosebumps, goosebumps briefly yeah. well i remember i watched one of them in the cinema like but you... was it even goosebumps that i watched i'm starting to doubt myself <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's been a really long time. I think it was like a horror film. It probably was Goosebumps, where this puppet came alive and he tried to finish the story of Goosebumps to try and give him like a bunch of power and make him win and stuff. I think that's a movie. Yeah, I've, I think I've watched that one. I think Does it like contain a school bus? I think, yeah, it came out a while ago, like a really long time ago. Are you afraid of puppets or creepy puppets or what spooks you? Spiders. Oh my gosh. Same. <laughs> so weird. Like, even though they're like small. I find them to be so fascinating, but I wouldn't want to be next to one. I mean, I, uh, the, there's like the biggest daddy long legs I've ever seen in my room. And I'm just terrified that I don't know where it's gone. Because <laughs> it's like this big. <laughs> Oh my god! Where I'm staying, so um, I I get like a week and a half away from it, so that's good. <laughs> Hopefully, it like moved out by now. <laughs> well, how do you feel about the piano effects in the beginning? Because it goes like, I thought it was cool because I I thought it was a bit abrasive at first, and then I grew to like it a bit more. Then and then that reminds me of um the Heart's Filthy Lesson by David Bowie. Definitely reminds me of that because in a bit it goes like bang, 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 bang. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I couldn't find info on it, but I wonder what some of the inspirations were for when they were creating the theme song. I don't know. It's like definitely classic because I've watched Goosebumps before, but I specifically remember two episodes and the movie that I've watched from Goosebumps. One of the episodes that I remember was... um I forgot how what happened, but like it was like a house and something was going on in the basement and there was green stuff going on and like something becomes into a monster and it kind of creeped me out. And then the second episode I watched was like something in a camp um, and then I watched the movie and it reminded me of like always watching it, replaying it. And like, you know how like in the intro they added the song, the the Goosebumps theme song or whatever? It kind of just brought me back to those times, but... As if I'm old. Why am I talking as if I'm old? I'm literally 13. Okay, I'm done now. Okay. 
so we can move on to the second song, which is theme from Friday the 13th, part three, composed by Harry Manfredini and Michael Zager. And I found this trivia from this website called The Roarbots. Though Manfredini is credited for part three, he only wrote a few minutes of new music because he was busy writing Play Me a Country Song for Broadway. So the music editor, Jack Tiller, put together a score using recordings from the first two Friday the 13th movies. And then Michael Zagar came in to write an opening and closing theme, hence the disco vibes. So I'm going to quote Mike the Snare on his Kanye West deep discog dive when he was covering um, the uh, late registration. This is my jam, even more than Goosebumps. You know, I think it's got a lot more creepy and 80s sort of elements, you know, a bit of a disco vibe, like Xanthi just said, boogieing even harder than Goosebumps. <laughs> Would you say this this would be your favorite one out of everything? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Well, you did say you're, you know, Friday the 13th a little bit. Right, but I know, like, the car, 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 car thing, oh. you know, that thing. I know about that thing because I've watched uh, my stepfather play Friday the 13th. Oh, and what did you think about the video game? I thought it was cool. Yeah, I I don't know. Well, I, I just remember, like, because I did. I only watched it for, like, two minutes and it was like um, th- this guy at the camp was um, just taking a leak by a tree and Jason comes behind him and kills him. Like, Oh, I remember that one. Um, I have Friday the 13th game and yeah, you play Jason and you're just trying to creep up on people the whole time. It was, I don't know if you know the term mid- not good or not bad. <laughs> it's in the middle. <laughs> but I kind of thought it was like kind of the same. I mean, the drumming was kind of cool. Like the drums in the back. I thought that was that's all that kind of stood out to me mostly. But yeah, that's about it. Cool. All right. Let's get into number three. The Shining main title by Wendy Carlos and Rachel Elkin Touré. They based it on a phrase taken from the fifth movement of Hector Berlioz's Symphony Fantastique. And most of what they composed for the film was actually not used. Carlos said that Elkin Torre deserves more credit for her contributions and because her eerie vocals add so much to it. To be honest, didn't really like this one that much. I mean, I was um, from the two past songs that were really upbeat and funky and all that. You know, I respect the, the I respect it and I get uh, how it would be good because I get how it's creating like a really creepy thing. But it just really isn't for me. Compared to the other ones, I kind of got my hopes up for this one. Well, it, it's a Shining, so obviously... Well, I haven't watched the movie yet, but from the clips I've seen, like obviously it would be like... Like the mood would be kind of low than like funky, I guess, but... That's my also my opinion. I completely agree with Jack. Well, because um, my mum was telling me about how the "Hey Johnny" line in the Shining was improvised <laughs> over like text message because I sent her like the uh, link to the six songs, and she was just telling me about that. <laughs> That's awesome. There's many iconic uh, moments in the film, but I love that that <laughs> that she told you about that one. Wait. Zandy, how do you feel about the this song? I think it's uh, really creepy, but definitely good for writing. 
Like if I'm trying to write a scary script, then definitely create the mood in the room. Yeah, these signs are mostly mostly used for just like the background for like scenes and movies, like to make it more suspense. So let's do number four is I Got Five on It, Tethered Mix from the movie Us, composed by Michael Abel's Luniz and Michael Marshall. And the composer Abel said this song from Us was used to create tension. He took the sample from I Got Five on It by Luniz, which is actually taken from Club Nouveau's Why You Treat Me So Bad. So this is actually probably the only one I've heard before. The I mo- mean, it's probably the one out of the six that has been exposed into um, the pop culture sphere that I'm in the most. Because I didn't realize it was like that bang, 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 bang thing. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I, well, I think it's pretty mid again. Okay, to be honest, in my defense, in my defense, this is not my music genre, obviously, but I can't really say if it's good or bad because some of the, the like these these songs are used for films. And I've never, well, I've only watched like one film where they did use like one of the songs, but like that's about it. So I can't really put my opinion much on it because I'm not really exposed to like a lot of these type of songs and I can't really put out my personal opinion about it but I personally think it's it's good and it's not really my taste so I mean it's a pretty good song but mm-hmm. why didn't you make it number five on the playlist when it's called <gasps> I got a five on it oh my gosh you're totally right you know what I think I was actually aware of that but then I got lost in like cutting it down to six and then I completely forgot but you're right that would have been the move. That's it. That, 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 the song's still good. <laughs> Wait, Jack, I have a question. What's your favorite album, like, from any artist at all? Like, if you had to pick one. First album I ever reviewed, Charlie XEX Pop 2. Wow, I see. Yeah, because you're, like, a huge hyper-pop fan, right? Yeah. Yes. I love Crash. Mm, the new one just came out. Yes. I love it. I've been having it on constant repeat, no pun intended. Yes, that's it. I read that she might have uh, got inspired by David Cronenberg. Like he has a movie called Crash. Um, I, I wouldn't recommend it to younger audiences, though. It's it's definitely for <laughs> older ones, but <laughs> throwing well, in she there. She got a lot of influence from like Janet Jackson, Sister Sledge, Charlie Puth, um, and a lot of the, those sorts of artists. On to number five, Suspiria by Goblin. For this one, Claudio Simonetti from Goblin tried to create a feeling that the witches are in there, even if they're not actually on the screen. Uh, Many composers cite Goblin as an influence, such as Tangerine Dream, who did Risky Business and Firestarter, Kyle Dixon and Michael Stein, who did Stranger Things, and John Carpenter, who we're actually going to do after this. I read this on Noisegate. So you know how I said earlier I'm shading this song saying that <laughs> Happier Than Ever had a very good transition? Uh, I'm talking about this song because the music is good. I like the music and I like all the three sections, but the thing is, 
is I, I'm completely dis- distracted by these awful transitions. Like, oh. <laughs> it made you feel like completely disoriented? A bit, but it also just made me feel disappointed. I mean, you could have made it a bit better. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, this is when I pour back the Simon Cowell. <laughs> how would you. Uh, suggest like let's say you had to do a pass on this song like what would you change um i probably make the transitions much better (laughs) that is not obvious already i think i'd make it seem together Mm. and not just (laughs) i feel like the transition was like cultural music that like where we come from to like, I felt like it was kind of piratey. I don't know if that's a word. Sort of like piratey music. Mm, I didn't really like it either. I'm sorry. This is like so mean, but I didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> All right. So our final song, number six, a Halloween theme by John Carpenter. Very iconic song. And John Carpenter said the rhythm was inspired by an exercise his father taught him on the bongos. The beating of a 5-4 time. And it took him three days to compose the entire score for the original film. So um, when you said exercise that his father taught him, I was just going like, what? (laughs) For a second, (laughs) until you started talking about bongo drums. (laughs) You were thinking like working out? Yes. (laughs) Like (laughs) these mountain climbers really inspire me to do a horror score. (laughs) Uh, I thought it was quite good. I can't remember that much of it, to be honest. Mm. All I remember is that that thing. Well, that's actually pretty much the entire song. Yeah, it just goes over and over and over. Well, like I just wanted to know because I'm I know you don't really watch a lot of horror films or like at all. But like, have you ever heard of this type of horror film? I mean, this horror theme song in any films in general, because it's a very popular theme song. Just I'm not no, sure but like know. I said, I have heard it in Dead by Daylight, because you know when Michael Myers, you know, uh, when you press like this certain button that makes you slower, but you sort of like suck up the energy, I guess you could say, or aura of like different players, and that ups your level level, and then the theme song plays. Are you interested in any other horror games or is is that the one? Pretty much it, yeah. Well, well like what games do you enjoy? Uh, I don't really play that many games, but um, Minecraft is definitely one that I like to play. Mm. The majority of my uh, gameplay definitely comes from mobile games. Okay, so like what's the, the top mobile game for you right now? Uh, well, let me see. It would probably be Flappy Dunk. Wait, what is that? It's um, is it like Flappy Bird? Flappy Bird, and combined it with basketball. Have you ever heard of that, Dusenga? No, I've never heard it. Well, I don't play a lot of mobile games. Like, what the mobile games that I do play are horror. Um, so I know about those ones, especially the ones that try to pretend that you like found somebody's phone and you have to investigate what happened to them. But um, when I posted the question of like people's favorite horror themes on social media, a lot of people said Halloween by John Carpenter, the fog theme, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, 
um, Return of the Living Dead. One of my friends, Gabe, mentioned the theme to In the Mouth of Madness, which was inspired by Metallica. (laughs) You're making a very confused face. Because we've never seen these type of things, I think. Oh, no, I thought you had, like, an opinion about Metallica. Oh, wait, do you like Metallica? I've heard of Metallica, but I don't really listen to Metallica. Yeah, I only see them on the shirts. Like, have you ever seen those shirts where it says Metallica? Like, those Urban Outfitters? The only reason why I was sort of, like, mouthing things is because um, my grandfather was doing, like, this code thing, and I was just like, what are you saying? Oh, okay. (laughs) Not to get dark or anything, but since... This is a music episode. What song or music type of music would you like playing in your funeral? Um, probably either say Track 10 by Charlie XEX or Chandelier by Sia. Mainly because they're very good outros. Wait, do you listen to Adele? No, not personally, no. What made you mention Adele? Well, because he mentioned Sia. So it was like, Sia is kind of... The same era as, well, not era, but, like, time that I got into, like, when I got into Sia, sort of, not really, I'm not, I didn't really, like, get into her, but, like, when she was kind of popular, I started getting into Adele, and I love Adele, so. (laughs) I'm more interested into, like, um, her older stuff, like, Healing is Difficult and Color, the small one. Do you know who Frank Ocean is? Yes, but um, I, I don't really listen to him. I remember him last being mentioned. I think he was talking about. Um, I was watching Genius News and he was talking about how the rap industry won't accept Lil Nas X because he's gay. It was like, there's many other gay artists in rap. Oh, yeah. Frank Ocean and Tyler the Creator. Oh, yeah. That brings me to my next question. Do you listen? Do you know Tyler? And like, have you heard of his some of his songs before? I, I haven't, no, because. Um, oh. Um, because in Mike the Snare, he did say that, especially in his earlier work, there are strong language, to say the least. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's appropriate for you to listen. Well, okay, the backstory from his music is because he just wanted to attract people. For example, if you see someone yelling in the streets, like being crazy or whatever, wouldn't they attract people and wouldn't people look at him or them that's like yelling at the streets, right? The sense of Tyler's music... Um, he kind of created a music video with interesting lyrics and an interesting music video that would attract people. And that's why so many people listen to his music is because of what he's done to the industry and our generation. But now, like, his albums now are just kind of whatever, I guess. Like, he isn't so crazy with the bad language, you know? But I just wanted to make that clear. Wait, are you talking about specific music videos? And if you are, are you talking about that one where he ate a bug? Yeah. The suicide one, too. Like, it's a part of the music video. So what advice would you give, like, kids or teens who want to become YouTubers just like you? Like I said in my article with Xanthi, I know this is a bit hypocritical now, but try and do sort of like um, a schedule for it. I know I'm not very good for that. Yeah, maybe I'll have more sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Not endurance, but... um, yeah, I can't think of the word, so I'm just not going to think of it. <laughs> I think in- endurance is a good word, like to keep going. Yeah. Well, um, I just wanted to know if you have any future projects. Well, I would like to get in a few sponsors. 
that I want to start doing that like all the other YouTubers, but uh, I, I will set some ground rules. I will not let it be Raid Shadow Legends. Oh, what's the story on that? It's just, you see it every two seconds. It's like, this video is sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. What a surprise. <laughs> I know. Like, who's your favorite YouTuber? That's a hard question. Probably Mike the Snare. You know, he uh, he does like the Deep Discog Dive, the Quick Review Basharoo, which actually transformed into Mike's monthly mix. And also like certain examining videos, like the music that defined the 2000s, the music that defined the 2010s, all that jazz. Do you know who Tommy Innit is? Yeah, but I don't really watch that kind of stuff. He's very interesting. He 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 streams on Twitch sometimes, and like he does Minecraft stuff with um, Dream SMP and like all those Minecraft YouTubers. Okay, lastly, where can people find you on social media if you have any social media? I did have a TikTok account, which I did link in my community bio, but it it got banned for some reason. Oh, you should make a new one. I think it's still up, but it's going out in like August or something. Oh, that's not good. Wait, do you know how that happened? No. Yeah, TikTok does that for no reason. Maybe you're being too real. (laughs) Right. TikTok doesn't like that, I guess. So I also uh, do have Instagram. Uh, I don't really post on it that much. I mainly just look at other people's posts. My account is called Stanny Devlin Jack, no caps. The only other thing that I could think of would be my Snapchat, but that would sort of involve, you know, giving out like my number and stuff. Yeah, we don't want that. Then the then the real horror story is going to begin. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we're going to wrap it up now. Thank you, Jack, for spending time with us yeah, on your, you. your holiday. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so happy because I was actually really excited to do this with you. Um, I think it was last year when um, Aunt was telling me how you're doing this thing with him or like interview. What was it? Where you were t- the yeah. article? Yeah, the article thing. And like, I was like super interested and I thought it was like really cool. So when we started doing this podcast and we were finding ideas for season two, I was like, oh, let's do Jack. Like, why not? Like, that'd be really cool. And also, you are the second Jack on the season two, by the way. What so. was the other one? Well, I forgot. It's it's like he's a part of Screenagers. Well, you'll see in the next, ep- well, in the episode before you, but. <laughs> a 19-year-old horror filmmaker named Jack. McDermott, part of Screenager Productions. I don't know why, but I was just thinking of like the Hey Johnny line, and it just came up to me like a series of unfortunate events in um, uh, the Baudelaire's Sting with Aunt Josephine. Um, mm-hmm. Captain, uh, Count Olaf, dressed up as Captain Sham, walks to kill Aunt Josephine and says, Here comes Shammy. <laughs> I love the oh, series then- of unfortunate events. It's so good. I've watched it like four times over. Four times? I've watched it twice already. It's very good. Okay, I'm going to um, end this episode. So um, thank you, Jack, for reviewing our music with us tonight. And we appreciate you so much. Um, thank you guys so much for wa- listening. Um, subscribe to this podcast and add us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search up Kindergeist Podcast. And remember, you are loved, you're a baddie, and remember to always live on the fright side. Bye! Bye!